0: In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tug Entertainment or its partners.
1: Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections, and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The girlfriend at principal was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, girlfriendit.com and the movement girlfriendit, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Dernigan on Toginet.com.
2: Okay, so how do we stay energized? Okay, I know the answer you're
3: looking for, and you want me to say
2: I get energized being with you. Good answer, good answer. <laughs> and we all love to be energized. And energy boosts come in different varieties and different flavors. That is why we like to stay caffeinated, highly hours. caffeinated. <laughs> and
3: I can always tell when you're caffeinated because you don't breathe when you talk. You just kind of keep going in one long sentence for like half an hour. I love that part of you. Well, well, I'm getting all choked up here. We just came (laughs) off of a two-day energy boost with 1,300 of some of our closest friends all together in one room. But actually, we were part of a global reach of 100,000 people that were participating in an event. (laughs)
2: event. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're caffeinated. <laughs> yes, it was the Willow Creek Leadership Summit, and we are here today to unpack our takeaways from the event. So welcome to Girlfriend It, as Lisa gets really choked up about this, <laughs> and uh, we just love rallying you to do the remarkable. This is Lisa and Patty, and we love providing resources and relationships. Okay,
3: you said it's Lisa and Patty twice. I think you're trying to compensate. I have to have to swallow. I don't know why I'm, I'm having issues here. Well, I just read yesterday. Yesterday that we learned best in groups that in, in, in a group environment, you know, there's more creativity that when you throw out like a, a problem or a challenge, you get it, the, you know, you can get better solutions because there's more minds throwing in ideas and there's better accountability
2: and there's more energy. I mean, that's one thing that we've, you know, obviously, you're sitting there in a cubicle and you're very isolated and lonely and you're either crunching numbers or, I don't know, doing whatever you do. But you all of a sudden come into a room and the synergy in the room, it can definitely um, energize you. And I know that is why we love getting together with our team and groups of women because, well, we obviously think better and we need more than just our brain. <laughs> Even though we always say, our our two brains possibly make one brain um, <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, and also you're coming from two extroverts
3: who love to be around people and love the energy of people. Because some people do love to to work alone, and there are times when it is good to work alone and to get your thoughts. And we have to, you know, tell each other, okay, I need to be alone right yes. now. Go off and yes. do your thing and figure this out. But there are also times when it really is good to come together um, and and just and pull your resources and but a lot of people don't think about the whole group thing because a lot of times people get threatened within a group or they get um, insecure or they feel inadequate they don't have anything to say but really in the group thing you get such a diversity if you allow like diversity at the table with people coming from different stages of life and different walks and um, and I think the term is kind of like crowdsourcing a little bit but but when you get that group dynamic it can be really powerful
2: well and I think I think this generation is really good at that with, with, like you said, doing the crowdsourcing, because when we as individuals, many times we want to come to the group and bring our fabulous idea. We want to be the one that goes, oh my word, you just rocked it. But if you have a team of people all coming together, it's like one idea can then morph into a fabulous idea. And then you go, yeah, but I, I originated that. I mm-hmm. was the base, the foundation of this empire, you know? Yeah. And and if you can put your egos aside, incredible things can happen. And that's one of the things that we love to do after we go, like, to the leadership summit every year. It's It's a habit to get together. Whenever we do trainings, whenever we have any type of conferences, we always like to come back and... Debrief afterwards, or decompress our takeaways. Okay,
3: speaking of decompressing, you just make me smile because I don't know if you remember one time when you mocked me. What one time? Well, it was one time in that hour, I think. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was the first, the first of that hour that you mocked me. Um, I'm so used to the mocking, and, the, and I come to expect it. But I just remember one time when we were decompressing, and I have to be really careful that word because that one particular time, I just sat down. I sat down on a couch or something, and I said. I just need to decompose right now. And, and I think there was a group around us and yes, there was. I didn't think anything of it. And, um, and I just kind of sat there like I was, de- you know, composing debriefing and you, you looked at me and, and, and a couple others and like, you mean decompressing and it's like, oh yeah, that would be the word decompressing. So now I have to really think about it. Is it decomposing or is it decompressing? Well, And decomposing is appropriate sometimes too, but I think we should do radio because we're so good with words. What do you think?
2: (laughs) Well, what is funny about your your decomposing, your decaying on the couch, (laughs) is that you have language that into being. And so now when we meet many times, it becomes, yeah, let's go decompress and decompose. (laughs) (laughs) And you're right. We're going to own it because one of these days we're actually going to say it in the the wrong way, which I know that would be a shocker to our listeners, of course. (laughs) Um, But we do love to decompress and decompose. And so and <laughs> um, what, one thing we, we did uh, this last time we went out to dinner with all of our team and some girlfriends and said, okay, three takeaways. Well, not all of our team, just girlfriends and a group of, of women. And what are the three takeaways that you walked away from the, the leadership summit? And it's kind of funny. Because- On the first day,
3: we did that the first day because there's so many great nuggets. And so it's like, okay, this one day to get out and you know the thing that we've discovered too it's like when you experience something whether it's like a conference or whatever it is really hard to just go home and jump back into life you need that transition time Mm -hmm. to decompose and decompress (laughs) because it's so hard to just turn it off turn a valve off like I just I just experienced this amazing you know time and all this knowledge and all these thoughts and then to just go back and go okay I'm gonna go home now and just you know, do, get into your routine. Yes. Yeah, do life. So you need that that buffer transition period. I don't care what you do. Like we good when I remember as a kid going to camp. You just have to get on the phone with your with your girlfriend right away before you do anything and go, Okay, what did you think? And da da da. So I think that decomposing, decompressing, and debriefing is so much a part of the process.
2: Yeah. You know what? Since we were using decomposing and then Someone's going to be listening to this and bring it to their team and go, We need to decompose, and they're not going to be happy with us. Sometimes so you have to decompose
3: something so you can re, you know, reinvent or there, whatever.
2: There's clarity and darkness. I think so. <laughs> but um, we do need to, this is obviously when we process these things out loud, we need to come up with a vocabulary, um, like a word of the week besides the, the wrong word, so yes. to, to, to we can also better ourselves since we are rallying others to do the remarkable. So the, the word for today will be decompose, even though we'll use it in an incorrect sentence. But ne- next week, we'll have a better word for you, <laughs> <laughs> for our, our word of the week. Okay. But uh, yes, when, when, we, um, when we were discussing and, and debriefing this, this last time, we walked away with uh, three takeaways, which we laughed because we had more than three. We always keep going. On we and on never and on. have
3: been good with numbers, <laughs> so we'll hold up a number, you know one, two, three fingers, but we'll give like five or six things. yes, and so, it makes it makes perfect sense to us, and that's the scary thing.
2: same thing for today. We're gonna give you three takeaways, so that might be ten, but uh, we're, we have a goal. Of these are getting... our top
3: three, which will be expanded, but okay, one of the ones that we both went, yes, me too was energize your vision, energize your culture, energize your people. And we've always heard of the phrase of, um, you know, casting the vision, you always need to cast a vision and need it over. But um, Bill Hybels actually used the term energize your vision. And we both went, I like that word energy because it just, it's life. It's opposite of decomposing.
2: (laughs) Yes, it is. And we can talk more about this um, later on in the segment because we want to get through some other items here. But I I will say, even energizing your your vision, sometimes when you have something that you might be good at, you're not aware of that. And it, it almost... I know for you and I we said it, it gave us permission to go, okay, that's something that, that we are good at. We are good at energizing Are others. you saying this humbly. I <laughs> hope. I'm saying okay, very humbly. Because I can't really find a whole lot that I am good at. You know, coming from my family, I'm the baby of six and my mom would just rattle on about all the things, you know, that all my brothers and sisters were doing. And then she would get to me and go you know, she makes people laugh, and and she has great hair. So I to- wish people
3: could see her hair today. <laughs> side note. Because um, it's it's the do after the workout. It, it's radio and, hair. And it's the radio hair. So I just <laughs> wish people could see that right now. We did. I did send a picture to to um, our friend behind
2: the scenes, Carrie,
3: <laughs> and she got a good laugh. We got a good laugh at your expense. But I digress. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to live up to that. You know that. Uh, okay, you you make people laugh and you have good hair. So what do, what do you really do with that in a career? So to find out, okay, you can energize people. That that is a gift. It makes you go okay. That that's something I can work with. Mm-hmm. I can I can energize others. And I mm-hmm. think that that's really neat for the listeners out there to look at that and go, yes, that is something I, I do well. Because I think a lot of women do. They energize those around them. Their circle of influence, instead of being the sourpuss and oh, poor me, when you can go out there and you can encourage others and and energize them. But um, one of the things I I do want to walk away with before we go into our commercial, because we can come back and talk a little bit about it, is we hear over and over again at the Leadership Summit, and um, Bill Hybels has kind of coined that phrase, that the church is the hope of the world. And I thought it was interesting, because in some of the blogs and some of the conversations that we had with other people, that there's a negativity and there's people that have criticized that comment. Um, languaging it almost in a different way that. The church is not the hope of the world. Obviously, Jesus is the hope of the world.
3: And I have to interrupt because it's like every time, you know, somebody makes any kind of statement, except, especially if it's somebody very high profile, they're always the target. And I think people just start, want to pick apart and criticize everything somebody says. And if you know, like a, like Bill Hybels, he's not saying that. I just got to, you know, it's yes. like he, he obviously, yes, Jesus is the hope of the world, you know, but also, Jesus poured into the church and yeah. established the church Absolutely. as the means the of for providing hope to a world. It's not our governments. It's not It's not a sport event. It really is the church that's going to be there at the anchor to provide hope. And it is the means for which Christ price works so anyway i gotta i gotta say we said we're gonna give you the top three things i think we gave them one and we're getting ready to take a quick break when we come back so when we come back from the break we have to get back on track a little bit give them at least one or more um, as we come into our next segment so we can kind of stay on track a little bit which is so not our thing so thanks for staying with us this is lisa and patty we're talking about leadership we're decompressing decomposing and debriefing and we'll be right back in just a few seconds
1: This is Girlfriend on Toginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended radio right after these. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on TogiNet, learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart pam otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world and she's not afraid to share that knowledge pam is an unashamed christian and qualified kingdom advisor which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's intelligent investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show, on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa.
3: Well, today we are downloading, it's another D word, because we've been talking about decompressing, decomposing, debriefing, and now we're downloading some just some leadership Um tips and things we just heard recently at the at the Global Leadership Summit last week. And um, there were so many great things that were said and great takeaways. And when we were uh, ending our last segment, we said, we're going to give you our top three. I think we got to one or two, but actually we have more. So one of them, you, you, as we concluded the time, we were talking about a statement that you read in your research that people were kind of talking about that the statement, when Bill said, the church is the hope of the world, how that kind of created some con- conflict and a little controversy. People are bantering back and forth. What do you really mean? Do I really agree with that? And one of the things that we also walked away, one of our takeaways, was about the whole deal about negotiating through conflict. That is so much a part of, of any culture, leadership culture, any organization, any group you're with, is how do you navigate and negotiate when, when things get, you know, when people have a differing opinions
2: well and especially when we're talking about you really need to do things in groups because you're going to you're going to move faster together with those teams you're going to energize each other you can um like you said it's going to be more creative you can find solutions faster so but you also are dealing with conflict because we're not all the same you are putting a bunch of temperaments in one room and we all have a tendency to um to perceive things differently so when information is is being displayed. If you're the receiver, you might hear it differently. You might hear a different tone. um, And and when all that comes into play and you stuff it and you don't bring it to the table every time, then all of a sudden you might have a conflict when conflict shouldn't be there, when all of a sudden the pressure starts boiling or there's a little bit of stress. So when we, our, our other takeaway was how do you deal with ministries and organizations in a healthy way. Because one of the things that um, uh, that I walked away with is you can have the intellectual power, you can have um, all, all of these things that, that the model, the business model would say, yes, you have your business plan in place, you have your product, you have the competency, all these things. But if you don't have healthy teams, if you don't have high morale, if you don't have, um, you know, where you're excited to be at work every day, then basically you're going to fail. And so in, in ministries and organizations, if, especially if you're dealing with it it, inside the church, Mm -hmm. because we are representing Jesus. And when people come in and go, okay, you guys don't even get along. Why do I want what you're having? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's even more so than in, in the corporate world, obviously in the corporate world, it's to make money and that's the bigger picture, but you know, in ministry it's to Bring people to Jesus, we're selling Jesus. Well, in inside
3: ministry, you're talking about the whole conflict. It's very messy because you're dealing with temperaments, and we're supposedly supposed to be family. And, you know, how do you, you know, have those? We, it's hard to be. Really truthful sometimes because you're because how people are going to hear it, like yes. you said, how it's being heard, how it's being sent, it, it's, it goes back and forth. Well, in one of the sessions at the leadership summit, um, a gentleman by the name of William Urey, um, who is actually from Harvard, and when, first, when he said Harvard, I thought, okay. This is going to be so intellectual, but actually he was, he was fascinating, very down to earth. Yeah. Very, down to earth um, very, he would, he would give you facts and then he would give a story and it was so, we all love a story. Stories are so powerful, but he would illustrate his points with a story, which you, you can totally remember it. Well, one of the things he said which we both went, I like that, which is, it's not, it goes back to, you need to be reminded, people need to be reminded more than they need to be instructed. That was one of our takeaways. Yes. By the way, I'll just slide that one in. But, um, and, and with that, he, he said something that was, it was a great reminder again. And he said, when you are angry, you will make the best speech you will ever regret. And so many times we do How many times have you seen or be a part of a group or a part of a, an organization or watching TV when somebody responds out of anger in yeah. that emotional rush, they say something that you know they're going to so regret. Well, I've done that,
2: even in an email. Someone will send you an email and you, you're you reading it one way and perhaps it might not be the way that they are writing it or typing it and then you blast it back without maybe waiting 24 hours. I think that's a good rule. Wait mm-hmm. 24 hours. And that's another thing that he said. One of the best things that we can do is put save as, Yes. <laughs> you know, write that email and then save it over there in the draft and then send it later after you've had time, you know, maybe give it that day. To it. Cause when you go back and look at something, sometimes you're like, I, please tell me I did not write that, which is one of the other takeaways that we talk about is having two leaders. Now, obviously, we love that. We love the the that you and I can work the together. The, yeah. the co, and we highly recommend it. And, but one of the things that we can do with our temperaments is, I will write an e you know, email in response, and many times I don't have to wait 24 hours because I have your lens, and you will look at it and either delete it completely or you'll <laughs> rearrange some words, <laughs> and and I really appreciate that because. You're looking at it from a different lens and you're, you're, it's just the, the words or the languaging or how the tone is. You might see it differently and we're not objective when it comes to ourselves. Exactly. And And so we need somebody else to speak into it and without getting offended. Well, and that's one of the things he says is the biggest challenge in negotiation is you. Mm -hmm. So Nobody can negotiate you except you. Mm-hmm. You are the biggest accountability. So it's if you're in control of you and you're truly letting the Holy Spirit work through you, that is... That is the best negotiation that you can possibly come up with, which I do think it's interesting, like you said, about the responding in, in anger, because when you, it's always funny because people will say things, and they'll, they'll language it in such a way that you go, aha, but you always go back to God's Word. That is the best, I mean, Scripture is the best direction, and basically he's saying a soft answer. Turns away wrath, and yet we hear it differently and go, "Yes, mm-hmm. that's so good." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it, it always goes back to scripture. Uh, you know, our best instruction so is right there. Just some basic principles mm-hmm. that, if
3: we really would uh, adopt them and adapt, it would it would go huge. Um, one of the things when, you know he was saying is, and it's just a great reminder too is if we just give people basic human respect, mm. you know, and just when you're when you're in that dialogue and that time and. You know, you can't always cuz we've had where you've been in conversations with people and they are not healthy. And yes. so, no matter what you say, they can't hear it with a healthy lens and you can't you can't change that about them, mm-hmm. you can't control them. Sometimes you just have to walk away mm-hmm. and um and just, you know, say In a a very respectful way, your point, point. then sometimes you just have to turn away and walk away Mm -hmm. and leave it to them because they're, they're not going to get it and they're not capable of getting it. Mm -hmm.
2: And that's really hard. It is hard, especially like my temperament. I've learned so much from, from you with, with your temperament is I love negotiation. I love the debate. I love playing devil's advocate. Maybe I love getting underneath people's skin. I don't know what it is, but (laughs) I do love that. And me, not so much. (laughs) And it's not like I like the conflict. I just like the debate (laughs) of it. And um, so one of the things I know he said is the greatest power that we can have in negotiation is the power not to react. Mm -hmm. And um, I've watched you do that. And And there have been times when you don't respond or you don't react, or you you maybe I look at it and I perceive it as you need to be a little harsher because they have no idea that you're even upset about this mm-hmm. you know conflict mm-hmm. and and but yet, I've also learned that I don't necessarily need to show all my emotions and react and respond so quickly, and so we can really learn from if from we observe if we a observe a and we, if times. we're really truly listening to what they're saying and then repeating it back mm-hmm. so we know that we're hearing it the right way and then that stops you from reacting mm-hmm. too because we're so we're so set on giving the response to win the conflict rather than resolving yeah, the the conflict.
3: Well, another another thing um, we kind of talked about was uh, go to a place of clarity, whether that is like like we were just talking about, separating yourself from mm-hmm. the situation, from the person, from the dialogue for a little bit, mm-hmm. um, where you can kind of get a, a different perspective, a different lens on it. That, that's always helpful. Whatever clarity. I know for you, you love to go run. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> it mm-hmm. gets
3: it's a release. That and and I like to go have a cup of coffee with a friend or something. <laughs> Nothing like a caffeine jolt, and you get it. You're ready. I
2: get clarity from pain. Yes, (laughs) struggle brings clarity.
3: (laughs) Yes, yes. I know you and and Carrie are are sound engineer. You both love that. Adrenaline rush that comes from exercising and running, and I—I I am really content. I'll, I'll do my walking and a, a little bit, but I'm content to watch you guys. with like have a coffee in hand and let you guys just burn off that steam. But it—but it does give you clarity a lot of times yes. because you're kind of clearing your mind and and kind of be able to see things. And then you come back into the situation with a different perspective a lot of times. Yes.
2: Well, I think when you walk away and you have time to either drink your coffee or run or whatever, <laughs> you also you can really pray about it and go, okay, am I truly looking for a positive alternative to this solution or is my ego getting in the way? Mm -hmm. And I think with so much conflict that, that tends to be the case, like once again, that you want to win versus coming up with, and it might be a a very creative solution. Mm -hmm. And, um, being able to set yourself apart and walk away from the situation can be better. Even, I, I notice that with my kids, I will always try and bring up the situation or um, something I, I've seen them do or say that I don't necessarily agree with. You don't say it when you're having conflict. You say it at a time when it's a non-conflicting time, like you're out for a walk with them or you're sitting down having yogurt with them. And once again, going back to your takeaway of it's a reminder, not instruction, even though I know we're supposed to instruct our children. But you can say it in such a way without this authoritative, you know, uh, you you can say it as a reminder. Hey, I was watching this. And what if you um, used a different language or if you said it this way or maybe your approach could have been less, you know, Mm -hmm. strong or so you you say things in non-conflicting times and you can do that even with your kids or in ministries, organizations, and that really helps out. Well,
3: this whole thing, you know, we've just been talking, we're ready to take another commercial break, but um, just the whole thing about negotiating through conflict, it's a real issue that we really need to learn how to navigate through better because it's going to help us get, um, you know, healthier and more successful organizations and ministries and just whatever we're a part of, whether it's, you know, volunteer thing or even within our families and learning to um, differentiate and, and distinguish between people and the problems. And so many times we include, we mess those two together, but if we can really isolate and go, what is the real issue here? What am I really looking at? What do I want out of this? What does that person want out of this? So we can kind of go, what do they need? What do I need? What is the solution? How do we come together in the middle? So, um, this is just a really great reminder again of just, you know, conflict is natural Mm -hmm. how we deal with it. We need to learn and Mm -hmm. we need to really focus on that So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
1: Is Girlfriended on TogiNet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. It's time to awaken your creativity and unlock your greatness by listening to The Nancy Pristine Show every Thursday from noon to two central time on TogiNet.com. Nancy is also known as the happiness and well-being ambassador. She's an award-winning author and radio talk show host. And every week on the Nancy Pristine Show, you'll hear tips, stories, and tested techniques from celebrities, star athletes, and executive business people. People who have achieved greatness in their field. Everyone deserves the ultimate life. And now you can create your own success story and achieve a brand new you by listening to the Nancy Pristine Show. The intent of the Nancy Pristine Show is to give you everything you need for happiness, well-being, and success. For more on Nancy and the show, check out her website, Nancy Pristine, that's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E dot com. Then listen up, you will never settle for second best again. You're going to love the Nancy Pristine Show, every Thursday from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time on toginet.com. Thursday nights, get ready for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Vallette, at 11, 10 Central on toginet.com. What are the Read by Lips tips for success? Well, it's spelled out like this. R. Realize it is possible. E. Embrace all relationships. A. Advance through adversity. D. Develop your significance. M. Manage your health and wealth. Y. Yield to your natural abilities. L. Listen to your heart. I. Invest in yourself. P. Persist by taking small steps. And S. Serve others. Each week on the show, you'll find a safe haven whereby tips, insights, and strategies are shared by Linnea and her guests. Go to Linnea's website, readmylipstips.com. Then join us Thursday nights at 11, 10 p.m. Central, for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette. on toginet.com.
2: welcome back to girlfriend it this is Lisa and Patty and we are discussing healthy ministry teams and and much more just talking about debriefing debriefing
3: <laughs> from a leadership summit that we uh, that we attended last week and we're just like still like pumped up from it
2: yes we are and we have been talking about debriefing with groups and two of our girlfriends we've asked to come on the show so we can debrief with them and we have julie lane and jamie white who are our fabulous girlfriends and we want to um, ask them what their insight some of their takeaways that they had from this so julie and jamie welcome
4: good morning
2: good morning Good morning. So, Julie, let's go ahead and start with you. Um, you were actually there with your husband as well, so that's always interesting when you're getting and debriefing with, uh, you know, from that male perspective. What were some of your takeaways? Can you just give us one?
4: You know, that's like torture. Just one, really? <laughs> I'm kidding. There is. There's just so much. But I think that probably the biggest um, takeaway for me was just that reminder to, um, it really so, sounds so um, redundant, but just to be like Jesus. I really enjoyed Perintha Timothy. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name. And just the reminder, to uh, that she actually was quoting Isaiah 42, and the reminder to be gentle and kind, and um, uh, that Scripture talks about the broken we read and how um, Jesus will not break that. And it just, just that reminder to be... Um, to gentle to those that are around me, that you never know what they're going through and what their perspective is. To be um, loving.
2: Yeah, I um, I I've walked away with that as well. Just listening to her, and you know, I, I have to be honest. My first impression when she started talking, and she had that the very sweet, gentle voice. It just shows you, you know, you can't tell a book by its cover. I immediately thought, oh, this is going to be a long session <laughs> because I <we> had to <laughs> lean in I to listen. Too. And she didn't have that energy that we, you know, anticipate and almost expect from speakers. And yet she knocked it out of the park just by it was truly what she unpacked and, and what had taken place in her life. And just that it was that so gentleness. powerful. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, truly. Was her she just she embodied what she was trying to say and you just you fell in love with her heart and and it didn't matter the, the words <laughs> yeah. you know
5: mm-hmm. yeah
4: and you, and you know the one thing too that just um, really stuck out of that because I um, you know I'm many the soul facilitator and I want to want to say that maybe that I am am that way but his thing too is I am so not and I was reminded even this week of failing at that and um, And I also just took away from attending the summit and just that reminder of that it's okay that I can can go back and I can apologize and I can make it right. And just like Bill Hybels, when he spoke in the very beginning and giving us those six things to focus on, and he didn't really highlight any of this, but he, he... he said that he only did five of those six, and it was just, I feel like it just gave me that permission that I don't always have to make the mark. I'm not always going to make the mark, but that is what this is all about. It is about leaning on Jesus and learning from our mistakes, and so even if I'm aspiring to be like him and be gentle and kind, I know that I'm, I'm going to miss it, and that's okay. I can keep going and persevere, and again, it's just parentheses, um, her whole speech was just on having the courage to do that and to persevere and still bring that message of hope even in our um, failings.
2: That is so good. Yeah, we have to persevere, and you're right. Uh, we we are our worst enemy, and we beat ourselves up if we're not, you know, six out of six. So that that's such a great point. Mm-hmm. And, and Jamie, what what would be one of your takeaways?
5: I think my favorite takeaway, and I think it was, a favorite of many, because as I was watching that little Twitter feed that was going through, it seemed like every time I would look up, I would see it. And I think it was William Urey that said it, but he said, but ultimately Abraham Lincoln said it, the best way to destroy my enemy is to make them my friend. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know that I live with that many enemies, but I certainly have people that are angry with me or people that are not Quite with me, so I think I'm going to start looking at better ways or more ways on how to make them my friend. I thought that was I thought that was just really good
3: and that is a good and that it that is a hard one to practice. We hear these great like you know sayings and quotes and tips, and then and it's another thing to really internalize them and, and to really live them out but they but they're powerful and that's it's always it's always such a great reminder again like we're saying to be able to to expose ourselves to these to these great insights again um, one of the things we were talking about too was um, the whole thing of energizing and that's kind of like a theme a little bit today how do you how do you get energized, Jamie, in your leadership
5: I think I get my biggest amount of energy from helping others. We were talking about it at our meeting yesterday and just being part of of being able to energize others energizes me. Being and being with with people energizes me. So just just being with them I think does. And helping others to to energize in their ministries.
3: Well, we, we talked earlier about, Patty and I gave three of our top takeaways, which I don't think we've even got through the list yet. What is another takeaway that it just kind of stood out that you've been like kind of pondering since that time?
5: Another one of my big takeaways, and I kind of rephrased it a little bit, is to make, in, when I'm negotiating or, or working with conflict with someone, to make my, mo- my box bigger and ask myself, are there many solutions? To this problem. And I'm only looking at it in maybe one way.
2: Yeah. I love that. Make your box bigger mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's a, uh, I'm such a visual learner. So to actually visualize that, that, yeah. And, and that's something I feel like God has really been working on me. I think Julie, you and I talked about this just the other day that Just because we feel like the Holy Spirit is leading us in one direction, it doesn't mean that your way is the only way. And um, that's expanding your box to see that other people can be looking at it from a different perspective and they can find a solution in a different way. And so I, I love that, Jamie. That, that's so true.
5: A very, very long time ago, probably, well, very early in my Christian walk, I was reading, I think, in Isaiah, and the Lord actually says that he's going to expand your tent stake.
4: Hmm.
5: the first time that that possibility ever crossed my mind. And so all these years, that's what I, I always think, okay, I've got to move my tent stake out a little bit further because I'm probably too close. In and with, with this, I've never thought of it as the possibility of having more not that I haven't thought more than one solution to negotiations, but to put it really build it into that part of negotiating or, or conflict resolution, I just thought was incredible. I hadn't mm. thought of it that way before.
3: I think it's interesting that we're all kind of saying this. It goes back to that to conflict and negotiations, how powerful that truly is, and how how much conflict really is a part of our our daily interactions with people on some on different levels. Sometimes it's more tense than others, but it really is a topic, especially um, what Patty and I found among women, and just that whole relational tension and conflict that is it's there so many times, whether we recognize it but it is so much a part of our world even as women because we are relational beings and so i i find it very interesting that we're all kind of saying the same thing that kind of the takeaway Mm -hmm. with this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and how you i love how you framed it with making the box bigger because so many times we don't take the time we don't uh set it step back and get clarity to go maybe there's a different way to approach this maybe there's a different solution and that's what we love like even with you guys Julie and Jamie as is, is, is being a part of the team is like we get to kind of debrief and um, and talk through just different things about you know going forward in certain ways what, it, what could it look like and get different perspectives all the time which is so powerful and that's what was so powerful about the whole leadership summit was you have all these high capacity leaders and very different fields and very different backgrounds coming together to kind of share their insight and it was powerful and just to walk away with just these different little tips and and
5: things
2: julie oh i'm sorry go ahead
5: oh i was just gonna say it was so powerful
2: yes yeah um julie since your husband was there did he have a different takeaway that he walked away with
4: oh goodness you know we we definitely did um coincide with a lot i think um Gosh, what was probably one of the biggest things for him um, is just, um, you know, he really right now he's um, the uh, what was his name Canada I think the uh, educational system. Oh, uh, Jeffrey, my husband. Yeah, Jeffrey. He's very. um, Well, he's getting his uh, master's in educational technology and is just really interested in. Um, how to better the education of our children, and um, so he was just really inspired by that. Um, and then again, he's also involved with in many the school ministry, so we um, were just talking a lot about how to be that um, gentle spirit to others, and um, just really challenged by that. Um,
2: Yeah, that,
4: that, especially if
2: that's the direction that he's going, it, it's so interesting because so many times, you know, I'll be sitting there and I'll think, uh, speaking of, you know, we all look at things differently and we all have different temperaments, but I'll be sitting there going, okay, I cannot believe that they would, uh, like at one point they had, um. The, the one gentleman speaking Spanish, then they had the interpreter. And I'm thinking, oh, you're, you're kidding that they would do this for an hour. And then um, I walked away and you, you were, Jamie, you were going on and on about that particular session. <laughs> and I just think it's funny how, you know, we all walk away with something so different that we, to the point where I thought, why are they wasting 45 minutes of our time, you know, doing this? And then somebody else, that was like their favorite part of the whole summit. But um, it's just so intriguing to hear what, what everybody else's takeaway is. And you find out when you can hear that, it it also makes, it expands the way that you're thinking and how you process things. But we are going to come back. We want to thank you so much, Jamie and Julie, for giving us your takeaways. And we are going to come back and talk about one more takeaway that hopefully our listeners will be able to take away. So,
5: right. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: This is Girlfriend it on Toginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended radio right after these.
0: Holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartFilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on HeartFilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on TogiNet.com.
1: I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on togynet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa.
3: Well, we are been talking about all things leadership today. Well, maybe not all things, but we, we shared some of our top takeaways from a recent leadership summit through willow creek association and we are still kind of on a high from all that and still trying to debrief decompress decompose and download did i get all the d words in that we've been using today (laughs) so as we kind of come to conclusion today we want to just really kind of focus on energizing that was a word that stuck out to both of us and we love high energy. We love caffeine. We love adrenaline rushes. Mm -hmm. So energizing your vision, energizing your culture, energizing your people, um, it really resonated with us. So as we kind of come down, it's like, we want to put in some practical terms and like, what does that look like to truly energize? Not just talk about it. And one of the things this summer, um, I know we both were doing a lot of traveling and kind of, it's a time for us to wander and ponder, as you say. Um, some of the things I was pondering about is I was realizing I need to start putting like a little routine in place, which is so not my nature. I know you have more of a routine uh, than I do. And I, I, um, I, I use the word flexible. I like to be flexible a lot, but almost to a fault. And I thought there's a few things that I just want to tweak in my life and kind of get into a, a pattern that I think will really help me um, be more successful and be more effective and productive. And so I've been really kind of thinking about this, and I was sharing that with you. And then it was interesting as Bill Hybels was talking in his opening thing, he talked about a, a kind
2: of a, a, a system he kind of started, and he labeled it six by six. And, oh, yeah, the six by six, that is truly what I walked away. That was my biggest takeaway, and it energized me because, as we all so know… So it was on the
3: top three that we shared. We <laughs> actually expanded to ten. So the top three. So I'm going to lean in now to, to listen. <laughs> to
2: listen. that This was it. This uh-huh. was it. But when you have a plan, as we all, you know, we know it's, you know, plan your work, work your plan, all those little, you know, I wanted to say cachets instead of cliches or… <laughs> <laughs> That'll be another one of our vocabulary (laughs) words. But um, the six things that you want to do in six weeks. And the the beauty of that six-by-six plan is so many times, you know, when we put New Year's resolutions together, we think, oh, we got to do it for the whole year. And we do it three days, and then it it goes away. But there was something about knowing I just have to do this for six weeks, and then I can regroup and then come up with another six-by-six Because you can only stay energized for so long, and you do have to keep energizing the vision. And one of the things that um, I know when I hear things, I always want to go, Well, what was it? What are you doing in your six by six? So when I put my six by six down. I drew a circle around it because we also like to, to pray over that, that circle. But um, it was simple things like how many books I want to finish in, in six weeks. And um, also, what do I want to do with my family time to be really intentional every single week in making sure that I'm, I'm having some sort of family time, be it devotions, be it casting the vision to them so they can see the big picture of why. X, Y, and Z are so significant and so important. And then, you know, the radio. We want this show to be so impactful that God can use it in so many different ways that truly we are rallying others to do the remarkable, that we have fabulous resources, that people can, you know, go in and um, and listen and walk away with some great tips. They can know how to, to download the podcast, all those things. We want just, to just make that... Um, such a, a, uh, a resource for, mm-hmm. for others. And then we have strip church training taking place, place next month. So we want to make sure that we have all the information we possibly can to make that training with, with XXX um, to be a fabulous training once again, for women to walk away and be able and that, to... And the strip church training,
3: just to qualify, because you kind of throw out a term, is um, it's just really helped churches who want to really have an outreach and to, to gals that are that are entertainers or dancers in the strip clubs. And how do we really to start being their friend and reaching out to them and just making those those friendships happen? And so we, that is what the training is all about, is this is what it can look like, and, and coming together. And a, again, it's a group
2: learning experience, which is yes. so powerful. Yes. And, and once again, because we know Never really stay on task. I have to tell you a really cool thing. Um, you know, part of the story cause you were obviously there with me, but last Monday when we were in one of the strip clubs, there was a gal that I walked up to and we started talking. She was only 18 years old. She hadn't finished high school. And that always blows me away that they're in the strip club. Right. And, um, and I'm going to actually say her name here. Uh, her name was Nyla because that's what had such an impact on me because that was my mom's name. And you never hear that no. name, uh-huh. Nyla. And so um, I just think it's so cool how God works because then the next day we were doing some major spring cleaning, even though it's into the, the summer and the, going into the fall. And I'm a little late on those things, as you know. Yeah, you're always a season behind. And um, my. <laughs> or ahead. How you have I'm, to look I'm at ahead it. ahead is okay. how I look at it. Okay. So I'm doing my spring cleaning in the fall, and my daughter pulls out one of my mom's belts that I have been saving, you know, it's one of those things you just can't get rid of because you're not a sentimental sap. No, but this one has Nyla, you know, engraved in it and it's this beautiful leather belt. But, um, I, I thought, you know what, how cool I just met Nyla and then now, so next month, I'm going to bring her that belt. Oh, that's cool! And um, it just, just how God can have that that connection that yeah. you can make with other people. And I just think that's a neat way because we're just always personal looking. ways. If you're oh, looking, oh, absolutely. So that was going down another path, but yes, you clarified the the strip church training. And if people, if they do want to know more about that, please go follow us on Twitter or Facebook, um, or go onto our girlfriend site for more information because it's it's a fabulous training if that's the outreach that you want to provide in your community. And then we have our Determined and Dangerous event Monday, and that's just, it's powerful when so many women come together, high capacity, and they're chiseling each other, and we're learning different things, and once again, you're a group coming together, and we just want to make that the best that we can possibly do. Well, and we do.
3: love doing that because we know as leaders that you go through those times of being discouraged and um, and kind of just taking that, you feel like, okay. I don't have anything to offer anymore. You feel that inadequate. We all go through that as leaders. And it it, it, it really does take being together with other leaders to go, okay, I'm okay. Yes. And this is just a season. And I, I can get through it. But to find that encouragement from other leaders that you know you're not alone. Yes. That's one of the benefits when you're sharing your story or hearing somebody else's story. You go, I'm not alone. Yes. I'm not the only one that experiences that. And sometimes that's all you need to hear. And that just totally energizes you yeah. to go to keep going forward, to keep moving forward. Because so many times we just want to stop. We want to go, I, I quit. I surrender. And it's like, no, just keep pushing through it because there are always our leadership challenges no matter what you're trying to accomplish in life. And especially if you're trying to do something, anything significant, you're just going to get attacked in yes. your leadership. And so we love bringing women leaders together. And we have women all over um, You know, because we're in Arizona in the Valley, that are high capacity leaders, and in fact, we have a gal, Kathy Harris, joining us, sharing just from her heart leadership. She's a she's the president of Center for Arizona Policy and a dynamic woman in our community and in our state. And it is always so fun just to learn from other women, hear their heartbeats as a woman and as a mom and as a friend, but as a leader out there in the on the front lines.
2: Oh, and she energizes you because you look at someone like that who is an attorney who is you know definitely high capacity and go, how in the world do you even shop for apples? You know, (laughs) exactly. and she, she energizes you and she puts it all into perspective. But I do have to add to the the other story when you were saying, you know, you never know what you're going to walk away with. And since we were talking about negotiations and and conflict, I remember a, a couple events ago, we had a gal that shared how she was in conflict with, someone that was equal to her, but of the opposite sex and how, because she was dealing with her conflict in a very bold fashion and she wasn't backing down. And he literally said to her, and this is why you're not married. (laughs) And, um, for her to be so authentic and genuine, and just share from her heart that that took place, I, I I laughed because we you know we put this whole event together and we had all these powerful things, and that was the walk away that I heard so many people that they related to that story because of the different scenarios they had had in the boys club, and you know not bashing men by any means, but many certain times challenges there are certain challenges, and you know many of us have experienced that where it's been a comment said. And for her to be able to articulate that comment and how she dealt with it, which was great because she was able to to hold her own, even though she was highly wounded by that. And then you do have a tendency to go into your dark place, and that's when you have to drink lots of coffee or go for a run because you're like, (laughs) okay, is there truth in that comment? is that why I'm not married? You know, Mm -hmm. am I just way too overbearing? Am I, you know, so those are all the things that she was able to, you know, peel back those layers. But anyway, to go, once again, we, we digress and, and hopefully you're, you're, well, as you're, as you're saying
3: all that, it it goes back to, especially in leadership when you're rallying women, pain is a great connector. We all have the pain in life in general, but even in, in the, the leadership and I don't care who you are. It's just a part of the journey. And yes. I even hate the word journey
2: anymore because it's like, <laughs> gotta find well, a different word for journey. But. Not only is it a good connector, but that darkness it is at times, like we talked about earlier, is when you get the clarity. And um, back to our six by six, that if you can do that, take your six things that you can do in six weeks. And I know one of ours is we also, and what's good about that. It gives you a deadline because you and me both
3: need a deadline. So you have
2: a six week deadline, yes.
3: which pushes you to make things happen instead of a year. And it, exactly. It's, so it's not ongoing. There's a, there's a, there's an ending date in mind and then it, it, it makes you, cause you want to have the success. And, and, uh, and, and so those six things and six things is doable. So we want to challenge you that are listening today. What are six things that you really want to accomplish and give yourself a timeline of six weeks, write it down. When you write it down, it's right in front of your face. And then, and then look at it every day to remind yourself and, and see if you're if you're on target, if you're on task. We would love for you to share this with us at girlfriendit.com, even on our Facebook and have women just start sharing, here's some of my six by six, because it holds you accountable. And I know you and me love to share those things with each other. Well, I wouldn't say love to because when we do, there's accountability. I know you're going to hold me accountable
2: for it. Yeah. And so we, I we never say love. even went through our six. <coughs> I think we got to five. <laughs> I think we got to five,
3: which is so us. And um, you know, because the number thing is not our thing. But you'll have to, if you want to hear our six, you'll have to get on our and our and our Facebook and see. But um, it, it it really is it's it's a good it's a good framework and a good thing to adapt. And what in the next six weeks could you accomplish that you have no idea what could happen with prayer, you know, circling in prayer and just going for it and, and just being energized and energizing others and bringing others around. And, uh, I just, we just want to kind of conclude this time with just a couple of of thoughts, even from Bill Hybels, a leader's most valuable asset is their energy and ability to energize others. And just to realize that you have that within you and what are you doing to energize others and how are you letting others energize you? And, um, God didn't make you a leader to respond to things all day. He made you a leader to move things ahead Mm. and love that because so many Mm -hmm. times we are in that reactionary mode and just responding mode without realizing we're here to move things ahead and move them forward. So we want to challenge you today. Think about what you can move ahead and go for it. And we are your cheerleaders in your leadership. Uh, Connect with us on Girlfriended.com.